Welcome to the NBA Front Office Show, bringing you inside rumors and transactions around the league with your hosts, Keith Smith and Trevor Lane. Brought to you by LakersNation.com and CLNS Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. I'm Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com, your home for everything. Lakers, and this is the NBA front office show where we break down everything going on around the NBA. Just so happens that today we have a ton of Lakers news to get into, given the big move that they just pulled off. Well, actually, I guess we should start with this. Keith Smith from Real GM and Yahoo joining me. Keith, I tweeted out this morning. I was like half asleep when this thing goes down. <laughs> My phone blows up and it starts. To, I start seeing all the news about first. I'm hearing about dates coming up. Okay, the trade moratorium is going to be lifted and all of that. And then boom, Dennis Schroeder coming to the Lakers. And I tweet out bomb, and you tweet out something to the effect of what's what's below a bomb but slightly above a firework. <laughs> it's not a huge deal to you. for Lakers fans. This is this is gigantic though. Yeah, anytime your team makes a deal, not meaning the Lakers, anytime the team anybody roofs for makes a big, big trade, you know, any trade, it's a big deal. So so I'm with you. I just, I, you know, mostly I like to pick on you and, and dig at you when I can. That, that's fun for me. That was, it, it was pretty funny. I, it made me for a moment, I kind of stepped back and I went like, well, okay, yeah, it's not that. You, this, this isn't like, yeah. certainly not like, say, if James Harden gets traded to the Brooklyn Nets, which we'll talk about. But I still think that this is a pretty interesting trade for, for the Lakers, for the Thunder. We've got a ton to break down with this. But first, let's talk a little bit about our sponsor for today, and that is Theragun. Theragun does a tremendous job. If you deal with, with muscle aches the way that, that I do, Theragun is something that can help you out quite a bit. The stress of daily life can weigh on all of us, whether you're an elite athlete like me. <laughs> Or just a regular person trying to get through the day. Muscle pain and muscle tension is a real thing. That's why I use Theragun, the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using scientifically cal calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And now it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. Now, you can actually try it for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power that you need. Uh, it starts at only $199, and you can go get one theragun.com slash office right now. Again, this is the NBA front office show, so that's theragun.com slash office, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today, theragun.com slash office. All right, Keith, let's get into the particulars of this trade. We do know the pieces involved. It's going to have Danny Green, the 28th pick in this year's NBA draft, heading to the Oklahoma City Thunder in exchange for Dennis Schroeder. What's your what's your just initial impression of this deal for both sides? Yeah, I, I like it for both sides. I think OKC did well to get a first round pick um, for Dennis Schroeder. I, I don't know, maybe they could have got a slightly better first round pick, but I, I'm not too sure that that was gonna happen. Um, I like it for the Lakers. I think the Lakers wanna do what they can to try to take some of the playmaking scoring burden off LeBron James. This coming season, clearly they're probably not going to um, push him 
uh, to play the full 72 game slate because of the rapid uh, turnaround for them to get restarted. So I think a guy like Schroeder coming in on those nights when LeBron sits, you have somebody who can really run the offense, can create some scoring opportunities for himself and others. So, so I really like that. I've, I've not always been the biggest Dennis Schroeder guy, mm-hmm. but I think he showed me a lot last season um, playing kind of in a framework with a pretty good team um, there. I think he's now accepted a bench role, which I think is really where he can excel. And then Danny Green, you know, I know Lakers fans are down on him, but he's an important player, you know, for for them. He's a wing with pretty good size, still played pretty good defense. I know he didn't shoot well uh, throughout the playoff run, but, you know, still, you know, a guy who's a pretty respected shooter. So I think that, you know, is kind of a a big loss there. But, you know, if they re-sign Contavious Caldwell-Pope, you know, if they add Wesley Matthews, who they're rumored at looking at, um, you, you've made up for, you know, what you probably lost in Danny Green because Caldwell Pope's role probably grows a little bit next year without Green there. Um, Avery Bradley will be back. So I, I think they're okay in those wing um, guard defender types. So, yeah, I, I think this is a good one for the Lakers. I think they got better uh, with this move. The 28th pick, who cares? That guy's never going to get in the rotation for them anyway. Um, you know, in, in coming, you know, in, at least in the next few years. And then I think OKC did good to get another first-round pick for a guy who teams knew they kind of didn't really need or really want anymore. Yeah, and so a couple of things. First of all, yes, Lakers fans are very down on on Danny Green in general. I've been saying the same thing as you, Keith. He makes he makes a difference in a way in ways that often don't show up on the box score, and so yeah. we tend to focus on, oh my gosh, he only shot twenty nine percent from deep in the finals, which is is not good. Don't get me wrong, but he did things that that help contribute in ways that don't show up on a standard stat sheet. And so we don't want to say that he's this isn't he, he's not just an expiring contract. He's good. I mean, he can he yeah. can help a team. Um, but Dennis Schroeder, I think, fills a role, especially with the rumors that Rajon Rondo is on his way out the door. Um, there's rumors that the Lakers simply don't want to pay him what some other teams might be willing to. And we'll let's get to that in just a moment here. Um, but yeah. the other thing about this this whole deal that I like is you're adding a player in Schroeder who's 27. He's right there in age with Anthony Davis. And so it lines more players up with AD as compared to just lining up veterans that fit with LeBron James. So I think it's a move not just for this season, but potentially for the future for the Lakers, because you could be adding a piece that can grow alongside AD uh, for the next few years. And then uh, that the 28th pick, that's something. But and when I look at this from the Thunder side, I don't think this deal is done, Keith. I don't think it's over for them because I don't, not think, be. I don't think Danny Green is, not go- is going to be a Thunder. I don't think he's I think they're going to flip him if they have the opportunity to do that if they're really rebuilding, right? Yeah, I, he doesn't make sense for them clearly, right as a rebuilding player. I don't know that that happens immediately. I think Danny Green's the kind of guy, you know, you could take him into the season and play and then move him because you're acquiring him by himself. Right. You can then add him into, you know, salary and those kind of things. It's not a, uh, you know, it's not not a big, um, you know, deal to, to do that later on if that's what you want to do. So I, th- I think Danny Green makes some sense as far as um, a second trade asset. I don't know. There's some people saying maybe this becomes a three-team deal, and maybe it does, mm-hmm. and Danny Green goes elsewhere because he, yeah, you're right. He doesn't make a lot of sense for the Thunder for where they're at, but but I think they would also go. I know there's some people already saying, well, they'll just buy him out. I, I think he's got more value yeah. than that. I think they'd rather trade him, even if it's for you know a fairly minor asset coming back their way. Apparently, you know, I think Sam Presti has this goal of 
You know, he wants every other pick to be Oklahoma City's. The ones of the Pelicans. <laughs> He's almost have. there. He, he wants to have. Yeah, right. It feels that way. Collect so, them all. So yeah, I, you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, I, I don't expect Danny Green to finish the season with the Thunder. I mm-hmm. think he'll finish the season on some contenders uh, roster. Um, you know, and that that'll be the way it'll go there. But yeah, I hadn't really considered the age part uh, of the Schroeder um, piece, and that, that's a good point by you. I, I hadn't. Um, Give it, given that a whole lot of thought there. So uh, one, one interesting wrinkle that I noted on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, Schroeder's salary is actually going to go up a little bit, and it's not a trade bonus. Um, it's because of now his bonuses. He had bonuses that tied to being in the NBA Finals. Um, how the bonuses work in the NBA is they're deemed likely or unlikely. Um, all that that matters is did did this meet the qualification the prior season? Well, with OKC, it didn't. But now that he's on the Lakers, the finals piece becomes likely because the Lakers were clearly in the finals and won the finals last year. So he's going to see his salary increase just a bit from $15.5 million to $16 million flat. So that, that, that'll bump up just a little bit there. So that's just a little interesting quirk. I don't think that 500K is going to keep the Lakers from doing anything you know, that they, they don't want to do um, there. And then, you know, to talk about Rajon Rondo. Yes. Um, you know, what I'm hearing is it sounds like teams are willing to give Rondo a part of their MLE, um, you know, to come in there and be, be their, you know, backup point guard. I You know, if you look, point guard position is very deep around the NBA, but there are several older ones. And I think in this tight season, teams are going to want to rest those guys a little bit and not push them so hard. So I think they will, um, you know, teams are really looking at Rondo as a guy, kind of plug him right in there for your starter. If he goes down and you you can give him the MLE. And I don't think the Lakers want to do that. I think the Lakers are looking at it as we have other needs that we need to fill. So we filled that kind of backup point guard role with Schroeder now. um, And then we can now use the MLE for something different to fill other holes on the roster as they try to keep this thing moving. Keith, sad moment for me because I am now the proud owner of a playoff Rondo Lakers jersey <laughs> due to a bet that I made with everybody in our in our chat. And by the way, guys, I'm seeing all the nice. comments coming in. We are going to address your questions and comments. Um, but I do understand it from both sides. If Rondo's got the opportunity to get that kind of an offer out there on the market, he's got to take that. I mean, he's at the, at the, at the, at the end point, of his career. Um, yeah. On the flip side, Absolutely. the Lakers... They didn't get a whole lot out of Rondo during the regular season. He did have a nice blow-up game in OKC back in January. But other than that, uh, he struggled for for large portions of the regular season. Then playoff Rondo showed up, um, which was great. Helped them out. But I can understand why they would want to make this move to go get Schroeder rather than pay Rondo potentially, what, eight, nine million? If they're going full mid-level exception, which maybe it doesn't get to that, but maybe it's six or seven million. Right for the next, maybe it's for multiple years, and that's the kind of offer that's out there for him. I could understand yep. why the Lakers would hesitate to do something like that. By the way, that guys, those of you watching our live stream, I normally would, would not have my phone out in front of me where I'm. Con- it's because <laughs> yeah, this time of year, you never know when things are gonna go off, when there's gonna be a Woj bomb or a Shams bomb or whatever. So I just want to be up to date on things. That's why you see me checking my phone here. Uh, but the, I feel like I need one of those waterproof baggies to take it into the shower right? with me. I was. You jumped in the shower, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to miss something while I'm in here. So, yeah, I hear you, man. I'm going to have mine out. I'll be, you know, ho- hopefully we'll get through the show without having it, to, you know, ding at us and have to look, but but we'll see. Keith, I, I'm not kidding. I was up till till 1 a.m. last night 
and I was working on a video all about the Lakers' options with Rondo and why Rondo might pose a problem <laughs> with the salary cap, uh, and that is completely okay. blown up now that the Schroeder, the Schroeder trade was done. And so, yeah. and so I'm like, man, I, I wake up, I, I said, okay, I'm going to save this Sunday morning, I'm going to watch some football, I'm going to put this Rondo video out, everything's going to be good. Oh, trades. <laughs> and this happened, and don't get yeah. me wrong, I love it, but unfortunately that video will now never see the light of day um i'm getting a lot of awesome. comments in here a lot i mean like every third or fourth comment in here keith is asking me about serge ibaka it feels like lakers fans yeah. have largely pivoted towards okay now that they've got dennis Schroeder coming in ibaka seems like a good fit for them and i agree on the floor seems like he would be a good fit what are the salary cap ramifications of one the the move for Schroeder, and then what would be holding them back from potentially using that full med level exception, or are they more or less likely to use it at this point? Yeah, I think it all kind of comes down to their willingness to spend, and can they um, you know stay stay under the uh, the the tax and then under the hard cap? I think they're okay under the hard cap. I don't. I don't think they're gonna, you know, push to my my puppy is banging on the door. I told you that was gonna happen, man. She wants in. Um, she wants know, to talk to the shooter. I, I don't think. Yeah, right. That's it. She's psyched. Um, I don't think the hard cap's gonna come into play. I don't think the Lakers will get quite that expensive. Um, if you've watched the show or listened to the show in the past, you know the hard cap. How, how that works um, is. You get hard capped if you use a part of the non-taxpayer mid-level exception mm. that is equal to or greater than the taxpayer mid-level. Use the biannual exception, or you accept a player via sign via sign and trade. Um, so that that's how you how you get uh, our hard cap. People are saying, "Let her in. We want to see her." Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm not letting the puppy in here. Um, she'll go nuts and make a mess. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so it is. Um, you know. It, I don't think that's going to become an issue for the Lakers. So I think what the Schroeder acquisition does is, pending what happens with some of the guys with player options, mm -hmm. whether they opt out, um, opt out and resign, they opt in. Um, I think that that's now a spot they don't have to fill, right? You've got now that bench scoring guard um, that that you you know really kind of didn't have previously. So now they've got that. So I think you can turn to um, filling the um, the the roster spot with a big. And yeah. I think Serge Ibaka would be a great fit. I still think the Raptors on a one-year type of deal beat that. And I don't know that the Lakers want to go beyond this year in any kind of money because I think right they're still dreaming big and they want to keep mm -hmm. keep um, you know flexibility open for uh, for you know somebody out there next next summer. I think we all know who that might be. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, that that's why. But that that is really kind of the Lakers' last big piece to add a free agent. Is that that mid-level exception? I think they'll get in range to be able to use the full one, which is about you know nine point three million or so. I uh, don't. I, if not, then they'll have the the mini mid-level, the taxpayer, which is you know just over five million. Um, but yeah, I think they'll get into that to that full range, and that'll be the last way they add a big piece. Um, and unless you know they make some sort of really unexpected trade where they pile together a whole bunch of the salaries, but I don't think that's going to happen. Right. And now we're still waiting on word about Avery Bradley. We've heard we've heard Correct. the rumors that KCP and Rondo are opting out now. Bradley changes agents, and so he is potentially now looking at opting out. I, we had been expecting him to opt in, and then he'd be. I felt like a pretty good bargain on a five million dollar contract, but maybe he'll be gone. Sure. So with that potentially happening, though, Keith, and shipping out Danny Green. 
Oh my word, how much leverage does mm-hmm. Contavious Caldwell Pope now have Con. in contract discussions? Yeah. Good lord. I mean, look, he was already a clutch yeah. sports guy. You're going to do whatever it takes to yeah. keep them. Like, he was going to get paid, but I'm I'm a little bit fearful, I'll say, about what that number is going to be <laughs> when the Lakers eventually sign KCP, because I think it's going to be up there. Yeah, I guess my thing with KCP becomes, do you want to... Does he want to force the Lakers into paying him for more than one year? Mm-hmm. Um, because right. so far it's been, you know, these kind of one plus one rollover deals. Um, so if he wants to say, you know, hey, no, I want guaranteed money for the next few years, um, then that gets a little tough and that makes it a little harder on the Lakers. If it's just for this upcoming year, I mean, it's just the tax bill then maybe, right? So who cares? You know, pay pay him whatever. And yeah, so if you start losing those guys, and I think the bigger challenge for the Lakers is um, – they then don't they don't have the ability to add a whole bunch of other guys because if Bradley opts out and McGee opts out and those guys and I know and they know none of these guys are superstars, but they're all key rotation players for the Lakers. If those guys opt out, you can't just go replace them. It's not like Avery Bradley's five million comes off and you get another five million. You're gonna be over the cap. You're still only gonna have that mid-level. Now, Rob Polinka has done a fantastic job of building out that bench with limited resources mm-hmm. to do so because of all the veterans who sign up. You'll get a handful of guys to do that again. Of course you will. Um, you'll be there. But yeah, it's not quite as easy as it was in the past. So I think that's gonna be be, you know, something to keep an eye on because if you use the full mid-level on a Baco, or I know I'm seeing a million people saying Danilo Gallinari, too, yeah. if you do it for or Gallo, right? Then that's great. You did those guys, but then you then you don't have it for anybody else. Right. And that now now you're talking just minimums. And the challenge in this free agent class is you're going to be able to get some some good players for the vet minimum this year, but you're also going to have to look to um to to guys look around the league. A lot of teams are going to have the mid level and. There's not a lot of teams with cap space, so some guys are going to end up signing for that mid-level, and that's you know if, if uh, salary becomes the bigger piece for some of these guys, it becomes that becomes the bigger piece for the uh, for um, beating out the Lakers on what they can offer. Absolutely, yeah, that that's just it. So the Lakers have got to be well, they've got to be a little bit choosy with who they're going to spend their money yeah. on, and of course it depends on who wants to join them. But you know we mentioned like yes. Ibaka has a great fit. Well, Ibaka is a great fit. Yeah everywhere pretty much you know i mean sure. he'd, be, yeah. he'd be a great fan yeah he's not gonna have any shortage of shoes suitors right there'll be you know 15 20 teams are gonna be offering the same thing as the lakers i think what the lakers struggle is with a guy like serge Ibaka specifically mm-hmm. is will they go to a second or third year on that contract for him because if if let's say the phoenix suns will offer you know their mid-level exception for you know three years or the similar equivalent of money mm-hmm. well then you know that's if you're a baka at the point in his career he's in he goes and you know and i see some people are beating up on wesley matthews i think it'd be fine for the veteran minimum um you know he can still play defense can still shoot the three pick him up plug him in where where you need to and not and off you go so he's not going to really get anybody overly excited no. but let's not forget i mean i know the bucks flamed out early in the playoffs but he did just start for a bucks team that was you know historically good in the regular season yeah i guess for me the question comes down to how much money does it take in order to, to get him yeah. on board but yeah minimum yeah I think. yeah i would i would hope yeah. but uh but again danny green if you're replacing him i mean it, it seems like kind of a natural fit to turn to a guy like wesley yeah. matthews even though you lose a little bit of size there. Danny Green being 6'6", Wesley Matthews more in the 6'4 range. Um, Keith, you know, the, obviously this news was 
pretty shocking, I would say, that, that you know, as soon as Woj tweets out that, hey, NBA trade moratorium or, or, or roster move moratorium <laughs> lifts on Monday, oh, and by yeah. the way, hey, the Lakers are making this trade, but that's not the only rumor we've heard just today. What do you make of this whole James Harden to the Nets thing? We've been hearing kind of rumblings of this lately. Is this more of a the Nets really hope this to be the case and eventually it's kind of picked up steam or, or what's happening here? Yeah, I don't um I don't think I, I don't know. I'm I'm of two minds of this. I, I think people are overlooking the second Woj tweet where he said they haven't even talked right yet. Um, you know, let's not overlook that part. That that part means quite a bit mm-hmm. um there. So I you know, for me, yeah, I mean it, it's it, there's a point where fit trumps talent, you know, and I, and I think that, that that becomes a very awkward fit in Brooklyn yeah, absolutely. with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden, um, three guys who have had the ball historically quite a bit, um, two guys who aren't great off the ball. Kevin Durant is clearly, you know, he's elite. He's going to fit in with anybody, um, you know, but it does protect them if, if um, Irving or Duran aren't quite ready to go for, you know, 30, 35 minutes a night mm-hmm. right away, or if they've continued injury issues or anything like that. So that, that part of, you know, that part I get, um, you know, there, you know, with, with that, and there's something to be said for just, you know, if super, if he can get a superstar, go get it and you figure out the rest later. I just, I don't know. And I, and I also feel like if Harden truly comes on the market, there's other teams that I think can beat the package that the nets are offering. I like Karis LeVert, Jared Allen's okay. Um, I really like Spencer Dinwiddie, but I think he'd only be there for a year. Um, and then, you know, what would they give up picks wise? They'd have to throw a whole bunch of picks mm-hmm. towards um toward towards the Rockets. If you if you're banking on the Nets being pretty good, those picks don't look so great. Right. Um, if you think the the Nets are going to crash and burn, then maybe you go just like Sam Presti did with uh, with the Rockets. Now he's going to make up, uh, you know, he's going to he wants that trade happen clearly because he's you know sitting there on the rockets future so yeah may, maybe you push those out and you ask for the nets you know hey give us picks you know 2024 2025 something like that swap rights those kind of things that you can do but yeah um hey one thing i want to go back to the shooter trade yes. too just to touch on because right a little a little bit of the educational portion of the show here um this trade is not going to happen until after the lakers Correct. select at number 28 the Lakers cannot trade the 28th pick because they owe a pick to the Pelicans next year. Um, once that pick becomes um, a past pick, which happens as soon as they select it, um, then then, it, then it's now it's in the past. So what's going to happen is we're going to hear in the next day or so, everything's agreed to. Here's what the exact deal terms are. It may be just as straightforward as green and 28 for Schroeder because um, that works. Then after the Lakers make it, the poor kid's going to get a, uh, get, get a um, you know, get the Lakers hat. Never going <laughs> to play. Never gonna it's um, so silly you know, the way they then, do that. I know. Everybody it, it really knows is. he's not really playing for the Lakers. Yep. <laughs> why can't why can't we just give him the right hat? Yeah, and then they're going to ask him, you know, how do you feel about playing with LeBron and Anthony Davis? Oh, and the poor kid's going to be like, I'm never going to play with them. I'm going to go play with, <laughs> you know, uh, Abdel Nader and, you know, Hamadou Diallo um, in OKC because everybody else who's good there is going to be traded too. Um, so, yeah, it's. Um, but yeah, and then then we'll get you know sometime within you know an hour of that pick being made, we're gonna get the you know we have a trade to announce, and then it'll be everybody like, but I already knew that trade. Can do that four you days. Know, that's ago. just this is how it works, just how the order of operations work. Right. But sorry, yeah, I wanted to talk about that before, and I forgot. Yeah, but yeah. So back to Harden. Yeah, man, I don't know. I I I just I I don't think this is gonna happen. I no. I that's my take on it. Maybe it does, and if it does, you know, sure. 
you know, let's see. Let's see what it looks like. I keep thinking, you know, if you're Houston and you really decide, okay, that's it. We're going to trade Russell Westbrook. We're going to send him to, I don't know, the Knicks or, or wherever, um, Charlotte, wherever you're going to get rid of him. You're going to trade Harden to. Are those really the pieces that you want back? And again, I like you. Yeah. I like Karis LeVert. I like Jarrett Allen. But what, I mean, what do all those guys get you? Don't you want shots at a true star? right? It's a rebuild around another star to find somebody else. And that means you're either looking for a guy with a ton of upside that's younger. And I'm sure we could think of some guys that might fit that. Or you want a bunch of picks that are projected to be at least pretty decent picks or far enough out in the future to where that team that you're trading with might be on the the downswing. I don't see them getting those things from a Nets deal. So I I agree with you. I don't see it actually happening, but you know what? Every single time we've said in the NBA, this contract can never be traded or this deal is never going to happen. This crazy league, there's stuff happens, right? Things go down. And so you never know. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at all. If, you know, if we hear in the next few days, James Harden said it to, to the Nets, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that, that wouldn't shock me. You know, it's just, yeah, I just think that's tough. I think if you're trading James Harden, I want young players under team control for multiple years. I want two or three of them and I want, you know, three or four draft picks, swap rights, whatever it is, um, in the, in between years, because I mean, you're talking about one of the top five players, in the in the league now when a superstar asks for a trade you never get the return no you you think you're gonna get it just does not happen that way um you know every superstar trade you know over and over and over again doesn't deliver that way but yeah that, that's what i'd rather see um you know the, the rockets do i think that's what makes more sense for them but yeah you know i, I don't know we'll, we'll ultimately see somebody asked a question i yeah. think it was um who can the lakers get with the mid-level yeah I think we we touched on, you know, some of those names, Ibaka. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, my, my point, my bigger thing would be for the Lakers is I might not go for the Ibaka or the Gallows. I might split that okay. and see if I can get two pretty good players because I think they need need a little bit more bench depth. Again, I think, think bench depth is more important for them this coming season than it usually is because I don't think they're going to push guys too hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I think especially in, you know, that, you know, let's call it January, um, you know, in the early part of February, I, th- I think they might give give uh, you know LeBron and AD some rest days that might keep their minutes sure. way down. You know, maybe they pay 25, 30 minutes a night versus you know thirty five minutes a night. Those kind of things. I, I think that's you know interesting. <laughs> Somebody keeps saying trade Kuzma for a bag of hot cheetos. <laughs> Come on, people, laugh. let's not <laughs> um, be mean to, to Kyle Kuzma. So, well, yeah. <laughs> so uh, won't Schroeder's comments make it, it uncomfortable? Up. I don't know what that means. So Schroeder, there were some comments back at the trade deadline when the Lakers checked in on Schroeder then. So they've been wanting him for, for a little while. Now. Oh, that he didn't want to play. That he didn't want to. The... You know, I, I addressed this on our last show. I said, look, that was back at the trade deadline. And he's and you can't fault a player for saying, I want to stay with my current team. I want to keep fighting. You know, they're a playoff team yeah. and, uh, and all that. So I'm not going to fault him there. And I had people who were actually like concerned, like, oh, well, but Schroeder didn't really want to be a Laker. Won't he just, wouldn't he just leave after his contract <laughs> expires? And I said, look, Magic Johnson told Jeannie Buss when he arrived in LA, I'm going to play a couple of years here and then I'm going to go sign with the Detroit Pistons because that's where I'm from. That's my home. And she ran and told yep. her dad and she told Dr. Jerry Buss, <laughs> the late great legend, this is what he just said. And we just get, and we just drafted him. What are we going to do? And he said, don't worry about it. And he was right. Once people get used to being a Laker, once they get to yeah. LA, they go, Oh, this is pretty awesome. And they don't, 
and they're not going to leave. So, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not yeah. going to worry about those comments by, so by Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder's going to land in L.A. sometime in uh, late November, early December, and be like, oh, cool, it's 75 degrees. This is awesome. <laughs> right. And then he's going to be perfectly fine. You know, he's not, not going to go there. Um, since this guy, I usually don't like to answer the guys who spam the, the chat. Right. But a Beal trade was never in play. No, um, no the Lakers don't. No, they no, don't no, have no, the no. assets, nor do they have the salary to match in a trade for Bradley Beal. So just put put that one out of your mind. It's not not happening. Never was. Keith, I've been fighting that battle for for <laughs> literally months. Even when the finals were going on, I've been fighting the the Lakers are not trading for Bradley Beal battle for so long. And here, agree with me on this one too. The Lakers cannot get Jeremy Grant. That's not happening. No. He's going to get no, way more yeah, than the not, mid-level. Not for the mid-level. No. Yeah, he's going to get more than that. It's you not know. happening. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense for the mid-level. Um, the Covington, Tucker, I know those are the next place people are going. Mm. Yeah, maybe. You know, see, um, I like this guy who says, wait, Warriors fans still exist? Yeah, they're all Lakers fans again. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, just like the Lakers fans were Warriors fans for a few years there. Um, that's just my East Coast coast coming oh, out there. Don't take shots at our fan base um, here. <laughs> Come on. So, no, uh, DeMar DeRozan trade, probably not. No. They, they just don't have they don't Danny have the Green pieces, no. was the key piece of matching salary in any of those trades for, you know, guys who made 20 or more million. It's not going to happen. Uh, I don't think so. No. Um, you know, it may, maybe somebody opts out and they do some kind of sign and trade, but then I don't think that makes sense. For the Lakers, and honestly, I don't know that you want DeMar DeRozan now. Um, again, it, it's kind of you, you don't want to become Nets light where you can still only play with one ball. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need, you know, seven guys who need the ball all the time. That, that's just, you know, not not a great, great fit there. Um, you want to talk some dates and all that? Yeah, let's do that. That was that, that was actually so I again, I told you I roll out of bed this morning <laughs> and this was my day. My wife and I trade off. One of us gets up with our daughter one day and then the other one takes the next day. I got up with her on Saturday yesterday. And so I was my day to sleep a little bit. And so I slept in and then I wake up and I see the Woj bomb saying that the NBA trade moratorium is being being lifted and everybody's saying trade season. Let's go. And I went. Okay, I got to wake up because I got to put some stuff out there for for Lakers Nation. And so that was really the initial thing. It was only a few minutes later that I got hit by the by the trade news. And I was like, oh, okay, I really got to get some stuff out. But let's go back to that that initial. Okay, the NBA trade season is starting and all the other dates that, that came out. What are your thoughts on it? Because I feel like we finally have some clarity in terms of when teams can can do things now. Yeah, my guy Ryan McDonough, former Suns GM, mm-hmm. has been saying, and I think is uh, you know really really um, important. It's going to be like drinking from a fire hose <laughs> here in the uh, you know next little bit, which throws me back. You remember that movie? You you might be old enough. I know you're a little bit younger than me, but UHF with Weird Al. I do. do, do you remember I remember it, but it's been. I mean, that was that was oh, the eighties. Yeah, it's been so long. Yeah. I can't even remember uh, what it's another... all about about or anything. Somebody threw us a question: Should Lakers sign Melo on a vet deal? Yeah, maybe. Why not? Yeah. I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah, I thought he played pretty good. I think he's going to stay in Portland, though. Uh, I think he's going to feel a little bit of loyalty to the Blazers, and I think think he might stick around there. Um, you know, for them kind of betting on him, and he played pretty well. So you know, I'm not not against it. Um, yeah. So back to the dates, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, what's going to happen here is um, 
you know, not, nothing till noon tomorrow, noon, noon Eastern tomorrow, transaction moratorium lifts, um, trades can start happening. So we'll start seeing all sorts of stuff going on uh, there. You'll start seeing, you know, things can start to move. Then teams could waive players if they right. need to do that and those kind of things. Then we have the draft on Wednesday. Um, you know, that's draft day. We all know what, what that'll look like. There'll mm-hmm. be a whole bunch of things that'll happen on draft day. Um, big trades, small trades, picks will get sold, straight pick swaps, all sorts of stuff. Right. Then we'll have, um, then Thursday, we don't even really get a day off because Thursday is when the vast majority of player options are due. Mm-hmm. Um, guys need to do player options. For Lakers fans, you've got a pretty big one due tomorrow. That's Anthony Davis. Um, because his player option date was so much earlier than everybody else's, his adjusted date is now tomorrow. Okay. Um, he's going to opt out. Don't panic when he opts out. He's going to opt out, and then he's going to re-sign. The only question is for how long does Anthony Davis re-sign for. Um, but but that, that's that one. There's a couple others. Nick Batum, he's not opting out unless, you know, uh, the Monstars invade his, his body. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's no way. It could happen. Um, with that one. Um, you know, I know know our uh, buddy Nate Nate Duncan does the silly voice on the Dunk Dom podcast. Mm-hmm. I won't do that. I'll just go with you know he's not on. Um, well, we appreciate yeah, you for that. We've got the, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then then what's uh, happening? So Thursday, player option date, qualifying offers for um for the uh, the guys who can be restricted free agents to make a player restricted you have to give them a qualifying offer that's a one-year contract that allows you to have match rates and keeps that player restricted then we get into friday at 2 p.m eastern i believe it is um or 6 p.m 6 p.m eastern some some point on friday 6 p.m I think yeah i think it is, it is 6 p.m yeah, it is 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, we get into negotiations can actually open. So um, that's when we'll start hearing, you know, so-and-so has agreed and, you know, all that stuff um, will happen there. And then um, and then Sunday at noon Eastern, roughly, is when um, deals can actually be signed. And that's when everything will get moving and get going um, with that. So um, th- that's that's where it all will all go there. So it's going to be, um, you know, a lot happening here in the next little bit. Um, with, with that so um yeah i mean there's just you know a million things going on uh rookie scale extensions so jason tatum mm-hmm. donovan mitchell bam out of bio kyle, kyle kuzma, kuzma. Yeah. um uh december 21st the day before the regular season starts um is the, the day you can uh sign players to rookie scale extensions for um picking up rookie scale options so guys who are on their rookie scale deals that's december 29th about a week into the season um that they can do that so yeah it's going to be there for the guys asking about drew holiday the lakers do not have the salary no. to match in a drew nope. holiday trade everybody take every single player who makes more than 20 million dollars take them all off your board can't happen. They, they don't have the, the salary to match unless they get really, really crazy. Um, and that's not going to happen. Danilo Gallinari in a sign and trade um, that expands the OKC trade. Probably not. The hard cap would become a huge issue with that. And again, you don't have the salary. You, you're using the $15 million salary for Danny Green to bring back what will now be the $16 million Drew Holiday salary. Uh, they do, just do not have the um, you know money to match big deals like that, you know, barring something really unexpected, like a sign and trade with Caldwell Pope or, you know, McGee or Bradley or something that's probably not going to happen. Hey, here's a good question here on, uh, on Facebook from Josh Weeks said, um, Oh no, wait, sorry. It flew by. It was another name, but anyway, somebody was asking, you said split the mid-level exception on a few good players. 
Yeah. Uh, who who are some of those names? And we talk. I mean, Wesley Matthews certainly would be yeah. would be. You could one give of him them. part of the mid level. Sure. Uh, got got like Moharkless. Mm-hmm. Um, if if Markeith Morris wanted more money than what the Lakers can just offer him using his non bird rights, you know, you could do that or a minimum deal. Um, yeah, you know, there there's guys like uh, you know Dwight. Yeah, I think Dwight's mm-hmm. probably a minimum to type guy um, now. But but yeah, you could do um, uh, guys like uh, Glenn Robinson the third, Alec Burks. Um, you could split it up there. You could maybe. It, I don't know that Justin Holiday. You could maybe give him a chunk of it, those kind of things. But those are the guys you're looking at, kind of those mid-tier veterans. You know, you could probably maybe get two or three of those guys if you'd rather do that versus getting, you know, the one, you know, big player. But, yeah, I, I know Serge Ibaka seems to be kind of the dream now. I just don't think Serge Ibaka is going to um, to take less than, you know, the full mid-level um, on that. Um, right. You know, that just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, you know, New Orleans Noel, yeah, maybe. You know, yeah, I've um, seen that name pop you up know, a lot. I don't know, though. I, he's played for the minimum the last few years, so I don't know that you really want to go more than, than the minimum on that mm-hmm. one. Um, I've seen it fly by a handful of times. Luol Deng, we still don't know. They're they're yeah. hoping um, you know, in the next couple of days to have a decision on the Luol Deng money, but I can tell you it's just there's a lot of other stuff going on for the NBA right now. Um, if this year, let's be very clear, the Lakers don't get to spend $5 million dollars it doesn't come back in the form of cap space or anything like that, but it could change, you know, if they, which mid-level exception they have. Mm-hmm. Do they have the taxpayer or the non-taxpayer? And then you can get into next year, I think, is where it also, you know, would play, especially if they wanted to go the cap space route. So, you know, with that, um, you know, uh, Goran Dragic, eh, probably not. This is probably, probably too expensive. You just got your point guard, too. Yeah, yeah, you don't really need him now. And Miami's probably going to give him a big one-year deal to keep him around. He's already made some comments, too, about wanting to stay with Miami, ideally, that being his first option. Um, To wrap up, just to put a bow on the dates there, Keith, the big thing the Lakers uh, Lakers fans have been looking at, and and a lot of NBA fans, really, is knowing those opt-in, opt-out dates. So that's going to be Thursday, so that's going to be after the draft, that we'll find out for sure exactly what you know is kcp opting out we've heard yes and likely yes but that's when we'll know for sure rondo he's opting out but then we'll know for sure what's avery brad i think that's the big question from the lakers perspective yeah is avery bradley what's he going to do yeah. javel sounds like he is sticking around at four million dollars which makes sense for you know, the team i cover gordon hayward is mm-hmm. you know he can opt out for hayward now because it's after the draft he won't do it before the draft um, because then that would make him trade eligible at the draft. You can't trade a guy who's a pending free agent with an option. So they're, they're not going to do, do that. So, um, you know, uh, yeah. So, so I think it's, you know, kind of, kind of there. Um, somebody asked about Evan Fournier he's the option. He's not an option for the Lakers, um, no. but he has a player option. I'd be surprised if he opts out at this point. Um, I think he's probably going to stick around in Orlando, but yeah, we're, um, yeah, yeah. Well, we're down to we we know yeah. You know, well, what everybody's doing. Then we've got the contract guarantee dates for those non-guaranteed guys. There's a million of those. So I'm not going to get into any of them. Um, they're all over the board. Uh, trade exceptions of the the Warriors. Um, have that big giant Andre Iguodala trade exception. We now yes. know that that yeah, is let's gonna, talk about that. Um, yeah, we we now know that they will have the ability to use that. I I forget. I had the day. Uh, it's, I think earlier. it's November off the top of my head. I remember seeing it. I want to say it was like November twenty third. Twenty third, maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that sounds, sounds right. right. November 23rd, yeah. So that, that's the big one, $17 million. Uh, that's a big one. The two two big ones that um, OKC has for Jeremy Graham, Paul George, uh, 9.3 and 10.4 million, uh, November 24th and November 26th. So so you've got you've got some pretty big trade exceptions that are that are going to be floating around out there that uh, team teams can 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 open up and can go with them. Um, so yeah, I expect the Warriors now with the whole tax relief the mm-hmm. way that's going to work. Um, there expect the Warriors to use that. Um, Nate Duncan had a pretty good thread about how that's even better for teams than than initially thought that something Lakers fans might want to take a check peek at just in case the tax becomes an issue for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Celtics fans, if you're you're out there watching, you definitely want to look at it because you're in deep into the tax, um, especially if Hayward stays. So, yeah, it's um, you know, I think that opens up and team teams are definitely going to use those things. So yeah, Keith, I, I think uh, it'll be interesting, but. OKC flips Danny Green into the Warriors exception. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Good. That, could, that well, wouldn't happen. surprise me. Um, it, yeah, I, you know, yeah, maybe. It's, it's I, definitely I, You know, maybe, yeah. It's funny, I was, um, you know, I had a friend of mine who, who said, you know, what if the Heat wanted to go in a really different direction? They wanted to trade Iguodala to the Warriors into the Iguodala trade exception. So now I am now I just want that to happen just because <laughs> I just, you know, that that's my, uh, you know, th- that would you know, blow my cap nerd brain and right, make me right. so happy. So, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, um... I'm just looking at the chat just to see. Yeah, somebody said, yeah, you answered it for us. Thanks for doing our job. Um, yeah, you can't trade a player as an opted in yet. If players are pending free agent, either pending unrestricted or pending because he has an option, cannot be traded. That, that That's not there. Aaron Baines, is he out of the price range? Mm, probably not. No, maybe. Maybe, so. maybe you could. he could be a guy you could split the mid-level with, you know, give him 5 million of it, give somebody else 5 million of it and move on. That's not the worst idea in the world. I, I do think Baines, you know, wants to play for a title contender. He's getting to that point in his career. So, so yeah, I think that could make some sense. So let me ask um, you, ask you this, cause you, you hear yeah. a little bit more in terms of around the league. I'm more involved in like the Lakers circle, but at league wide, are you, are you expecting things to be super busy here around the NBA over the next few days in terms of yeah. trades? You think that is really going to, cause I've been projecting that, yes, it's going to go nuts, but what are, what are you hearing in terms of activity level? Yeah, I do. I, I think there are some teams who are looking at like, like what the Lakers, they write this Schroeder trade kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. We hadn't heard any kind of buzz about that at all. You know, now somebody's going to be like, I posted about it at real GM, you know, great. Yeah. Cool, you got it right. Congratulations, um, you know. But but that one came out of nowhere. So there are, there are definitely teams who are looking at you know let's get um, let's get in early and mm-hmm. get these moves going early. You know, I think that's why you're starting to hear the um, you're starting to hear the uh, the the Westbrook stuff. You're starting to hear the Harden stuff. You're right. hearing you know all these things because I think there are teams who are saying you know we we need to get. You know, we, we need to jump in early because otherwise, you know, we might miss out entirely on getting one of these guys. And that's, you know, not not what you want to do because of this condensed offseason. I mean, training camps open in two weeks. It's it's you unreal, know, it's, Keith. It's unreal. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, games in a, you know, a little over a month. We're going to preseason games coming up. They, yeah. they what, three or four yeah, preseason, preseason games, games per yeah. team. Good yeah, Lord. exactly. Yeah, I mean, you're and you're gonna have the Lakers are gonna get their um, you know, they're, they're gonna get you know their rings in you know a month and a week. Well, maybe I don't know. I don't even know if you can make rings that quick. I, I have no I idea. Sure, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't the know. The Lakers Justin, still have confetti all, like stuck to themselves from the, from right. the celebration, <laughs> yeah. and they're they're gonna Jared be out there Smith starting. Might not be sober season. yet. 
Um, he definitely <laughs> does not have a shirt on. We know this, um, you know, so, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's all going to happen quickly. So I do think we're going to see stuff happen pretty early on here. I think you're going to see a lot of, a lot of moves, a lot of, um, you know, things really kind of, uh, you know, happening here. Rapid fire. I think when I'm, I'm not going to say at noon tomorrow, you're going to have, you know, five trades that drop when the thing opens up, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's going to happen quick. No, no Christian Wood sign and trade. He's going to make way too much money. Yeah. He's um, going to make, not, he's going to yeah, make a lot. He's, he's a favorite. He was a favorite of mine before the, the, this yeah. trade went down. I thought maybe yeah. there's a, a chance you could work something out in there, yeah. but it would have to involve Danny Green's contract in a sign and trade. And now you don't have that mm-hmm. in order to ship out. Um, but I do like yeah. him a lot. Um, you yeah, know, so we, too. We touched a little, we've talked a lot about what the Lakers have going on with their salary sheets and what that's looking like. We've talked a little bit now about the Warriors and they're going to be using that, that exception that we also know the number two pick could very well be on the move. Uh, we'll see what they can get for that. If they do end up trading it. Um, I think, I feel like the, the Warriors, it's pretty straightforward. They're going to do everything they can to land win now pieces. And if they can't find a deal that they like, then they'll pick somebody and, and they'll move forward from there. Uh, but what about yeah. another contender that the Lakers are going to have to deal with? And that's kind of the thorn in their side, the Clippers. Um, is it really a thorn in their side, or is that just like the annoying little brother? That's what that I mean. Occasionally, like, like their side, like he, that, he gets in like that nut It's a splinter every once in a while. A splinter in their right? side. It's, yeah, that's it. But but he gets in that like like he, you guys are like you're messing with him, and every once in a while he like kicks you in the balls, and you're like, oh man, and then you beat him up and continue moving on. Yeah, that's how I see the Clippers. So we've heard the Clippers, and I think that's that's accurate. That's that's totally accurate. So that's why, you know, Lakers fans were not sad to see the Clippers go home early. Um, but the Clippers have been rumored as a landing spot for Rondo. And I've looked at their salary sheets a little bit, but maybe you can give me a little bit more information. What what exceptions do they have available in order to pursue someone like Rajon Rondo? Because I do think that could be the landing spot for him because they want a veteran ball handler. They want someone other than Patrick Beverly to kind of run the show late in game. So it wouldn't surprise me if he falls there. Yeah, I think, I think he could, um, especially Beverly's had a lot of trouble staying healthy Mm -hmm. um, over the years. He's a guy who always seems to miss, you know, 15, 20 games in a season at least. So yeah, I think Rondo, yeah, it'd be the mid-level exception. They've got the non-taxpayer. Yeah, they've got the full there, you know, unless they go really nuts with re-signing Montrez Harrell, which I don't know that they're going to do. Um, yeah, they should have the full mid-level um, uh, there, so, you know, $9 million or so. I don't know that they'd give it all to Rondo, but, yeah, I think, you know, I, I, I do think that's a place that makes some sense for him, especially if he doesn't want to move. Mm-hmm. You know, if he wants to stay, you know, right where he was and those kind of things. Yeah, I think I think that that that's a you know landing spot there. I know Celtics fans would love to have him back. Yeah. Um, to kind of be the point guard on the second unit. So I think he's going to have his options, but he's definitely going to sign with a contender. And I think he stays, you know, maybe he goes to the Clippers. But, you know, there, he's a guy, too, who could fit all sorts of places. Just, you know, now I think there was always a sense with Rondo, is he going to buy into being a backup and all this? I think the last couple of years has taught us he understands where he's at in his career and knows what his role is. So let's, uh, from the Clippers, obviously they've got, you know, they've got the work cut out for them. They want to add a few pieces. They're certainly mm-hmm. not going to be opposed to spending. Steve Ballmer, um, that wallet is is pretty hefty there that, that he's got. So <laughs> they're going to go ahead and spend and they're going to do whatever it takes to try to, to build things up. Uh, we've heard the rumors of discontent around Paul George, around Kawhi Leonard, about players not being too pleased with the special treatment from Paul George uh, for Paul George or Kawhi. 
understandable. They're not the only team. We also heard those rumblings from the Houston Rockets that there were problems with the treatment of some of the stars and things like that. Um, but what about Montrez Harrell? I mean, what kind of a market is he looking at out there? Because that's a name, you know, we hear a lot. Okay, Serge Ibaka, we hear Danilo Gallinari. These are the mm-hmm. guys you want to go after. I almost never hear fans say, oh, Montrez Harrell, that's the guy we want. What does his market look like? Yeah, it, it, he's, it's a little tough, right? Because um, while he would certainly help a team like Atlanta, um, be better is looking to to go. I don't. They they've got a lot of bigs, so I don't know. If that's the direction they want to go. Um, the Hornets. That's a team that keeps kind of getting thrown around for him. I think what's important to know with Harrell, he's never really gotten paid yeah. in his career because he signed that. You know, he said he was on a minimum initially, and then he signed that real sweetheart um, deal with the Clippers last time. So I think he's going to be looking to get paid. So you know, the challenge is who who's going to come. You know, does a team like the Suns? If they miss out on other guys, they look at it and say, hey, this is a guy we think he could play a little bit next to DeAndre Ayton, probably play a lot behind Ayton. You know, could we throw some of our cap space at him? So I think that's what he's hoping for is the Suns, the Hornets. Maybe he can get the Hawks interested um, and those teams start, you know, looking at him. Otherwise, you know, maybe he goes back to the Clippers. He's a guy who could do like a one plus one. Um, you know, for let's call it, you know, 10, 12 million mm-hmm. in the first season. And then he rolls back into free agency next year with a much better market. Yeah. Yeah. That, that could very well happen with him. He's also, he's a guy that can be a little bit difficult to, to build around. And so I get why there's some hesitancy yeah. from, yeah. from fan bases out there. Question. He, it's, it's interesting because I think he's a guy who fits on every single good team because he's an energy big. Every good team can always use a guy like that, right? That's kind of what Dwight Howard became for the Lakers mm-hmm. was, you know, come off the bench and play with energy and bang and rebound and do do those things. Um, I think that's what Harold can do. But, yeah, he's not a guy you can build around because he's not a big you can throw it to, you know, 10, 15 times a game and say, you know, go make something happen for us. That's, that, I think that's it. That's it right there, Keith, in a nutshell, yeah. why you don't hear people talking about him because – you know, who wants yeah. to give Montrez Harrell, what, $15 million a year, whatever he's going to command, right? Mm-hmm. Who wants to give yeah. him that if you can go find an energy big that's maybe not quite as good, but for maybe the minimum? Yep. Like, you're, that's why yep. it's... Uh, it's yep. it's like spending you have to be a contender and believe that he's gonna you know push you over the top because otherwise you know i'd much rather give a lot more money to christian wood mm-hmm, who sure. i feel offensively i can you know he can be a building block for my offensive basketball team there so yeah the other guy there there are other big free agents marcus morris yes right he's the he, he he's the big one um i, I think he's probably going to resign again another I guy who might do to. one of those one year they have, they have to. Yeah, they're they so they're so pot one. committed. They gave up the the they gave up what a first. They gave up I think a second. Plus you gave up yeah. uh, a contract. You gave up um, Mo Harkless yeah. in order to get Harkless. him. Like you can't pay yeah. all that and then not keep him. I mean I guess you could, but yeah, no. Yeah. I mean yeah, and they don't have any way to replace him if he leaves. They're they're you know very similar to the Lakers in you know um, where, where they're at uh, roster wise mm-hmm. as far as they have very few um, team building. Um, you know, pieces that they can go. They don't have a ton of tradable pieces. There's been some rumors that maybe Lou Williams is, you know, it's time for them to move on from him. And he had some struggles this year. Um, Rodney Magruder's contract is kind of a nice 5 million, but that's more of a put, add that to something to push you over the top on a trade. So yeah, I, I think, um, 
you know, but I think, you know, Morris, yeah, I think he comes back. I think they re-sign mm-hmm. him, um, you know, something in maybe like the 15 million range. And then they, um, you know, but probably just for the one year. And then you can figure it out next year for Morris and for the Clippers, you know, where, where, what do you want to do? Um, they can sign him for up to 18 million because they have his non-bird rights. Right. Um, with that, so in the, may, maybe that's the direction they have to go. Maybe they have to go all the way to the eighteen million. If they do, fine. You know, that's just Steve Ballmer's money. Who cares <laughs> at that point? Yeah, exactly. Who cares? It's his money. We'll spend it. Um, it ain't mine. I've got a question here from YouTube. We already addressed it, so I'll just answer it real quick. What about Lakers trading for Oladipo? They can't really do that with Covington's or uh, not Covington with uh, with Danny Green's contract gone. That's the piece that they would have used in order to match that that salary. Um, he's at twenty one million right now for Victor Oladipo. Uh, Phoenix Suns, apparently a landing spot for Chris Paul. I think this could happen. Seems, uh, I mean, it's it's interesting. We're seeing some kind of swing for the fences type moves around the NBA for teams that normally wouldn't do that at this stage. But given the Phoenix Suns were 8-0 in the NBA playoffs, in the bubble, or not the playoffs, in the bubble leading into the playoffs, um, they're kind of feeling their oats. And so it wouldn't surprise me if they make a move like that to not only hopefully jump them up into the playoffs, but also prove to Devin Booker that they can win and are willing to build around him. Longest active winning streak in the NBA. No, in the bubble. That's right. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, I like it. I like the fit. I like that he can push that team probably um, into the playoffs, even in the West. Mm-hmm. I, I think Chris Paul is that good. I think Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker, it's weird to say it this way, but I think he finally figured out what it takes to take it all seriously. Um, there that it's you know he has to do a lot of different things and I think DeAndre Aiden maybe improved as much as any uh, player did from their rookie year to their second year um, in, in the league this year outside of my my guy Devonte Graham it's outside of him um, you know but I think um, you know yeah I think I think the Suns are right there the only thing I worry about is their depth you know they're they're gonna have to give some of it up if they want to do that with Chris Ball because it's probably Kelly Oubre mm-hmm. and um, who who is the other one I'm forgetting who the other person is uh, Ricky Rubio um, Ricky Rubio. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you're kind of, you know, there, but, you know, Chris Paul stayed relatively healthy the last few seasons. So, so I th- think you're probably okay there. Yeah, man, I, I like the Suns. I think, think that would be, you know, interesting, um, you know, if that, that's where they wanted to go with that. So I think we had a question about KCP and sign in trades. Was, oh. was that, did, yeah, that, did I see that? I, I missed it, but they're, they're going by fast on my end here. So, but that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I, I don't know who, who gets involved with that yeah. and for what. Um, it, it takes kind of the right team. I think he's a guy who right now may have more um, value to the uh, to the Lakers than he does to some other teams. And if the, the teams that he could make sense for, like the Atlanta Hawks, they would just sign him out, right? Yeah. They're not going to do a sign and trade and send anything back. Exactly. Exactly. And he's a clutch sports guy. I don't think the Lakers, he would, yep. he would have to go to the Lakers and say, Hey, I want to go to this other team. Yeah. It wouldn't be, it's not something the Lakers would be trying to maneuver. They would, they want yeah, to keep guys don't generally want to jump away from, um, you know, championship teams too. They generally want to run that back, um, you know, to some extent. All right. Let's, so, yeah. uh, let's wrap yeah. up here on, Kings? Uh, on the Kings. Let's, let's talk real yeah. quick about them. Not, I don't know. They're an interesting spot. I, I think the big question for them is, do they go ahead and move Buddy Heald? We know he wasn't happy getting bumped to the bench. And then what do they do with the the restricted free agency? Or we assume it's going to be restricted for Bogdanovich. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I think they're going to resign Bogdanovich um, to anything that's reasonable. Maybe the Hawks, the Hornets, the Knicks, the Pistons, those teams could make them really sweat an offer sheet and throw him, you know, something in the $20 million a year range. And I think the Kings would be like, oh, man, what do we do now? Because they've got to pay De'Aaron Fox. He's one of those contract extension guys. I assume he's going to get a max extension. Um, that, that's what I would do anyway. I think he's that good. Um, and I think he's really come a long way. Then you got to play Bagley in future years it just gets it's they're starting to get expensive without having seen any of the payoff to this point i think that's really tough um if you're a kings fan so i think um you know how how are you gonna push push that thing forward that that's what becomes real really kind of kind of different um you know i i think um you know yeah but i you know i would resign bogdanovich Mm -hmm. hopefully it's more in the 15 to 16 million you know, starting salary range. If you could front load that, you know, maybe pay him twenty in year one, and then then push it all the way down. Um, you know, eight percent each year from there over four years. That's that's pretty probably pretty good because let's remember too, he's a little older for a guy who's only hitting restricted free agency for the first time because he came over several years after mm-hmm. being drafted. So you know, there I think um, you know Harrison Barnes. That's an interesting trade chip. You know that that maybe you could could move there, and then you know my, my guy Harry Giles. That's a guy I'm you know big on. I'm very high on. Kings blew it. They should not have you know uh, you know what they did was they declined his rookie scale option. So the Kings are capped. They can only pay him. I believe it's like three point eight million. Let me look, um, and I'll tell you in just a second. Um, but it is. I think it's three point eight mm-hmm. something. Uh, Jerry Giles, Jerry Giles, 3.976. So I was pretty close. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good off the top of your um, head. Uh, yeah, right off the top of my head, right? Um, so, yeah, so I think, I think Giles is um, – he's going elsewhere because I think he's going to get more than that. I think somebody's giving him at least $5 million a year um, to go play for them. I, I know Boston likes him uh, quite a bit. He's also very good friends with Jason Tatum, which that would not hurt. Um, you know, Jason Tatum is going to get a max contract extension yes. probably about as soon as they're able to, to do that. But, yeah, the Kings are, you know – they're they're okay you know i think they they keep taking these baby steps forward and then they have some stupid thing like injuries or something that really hurts them but you know new front office there too so it'll be be kind of a team to keep an eye on because we don't know you know what they're going to prioritize over what i i almost said what vladi divac prioritized but i don't think vladi even know what he prioritized (laughs) let's do trades it was almost like running a fantasy team where it's like i'm bored let's make a trade that's that's really what it was that's that's the kings Kang's gonna Kang. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, that's it. And Kings with Kang's with a Z. Yep, that's right. All right, guys. I, I think that was a pretty good quick look at the Pacific Division. And of course, we talked a lot of Dennis Schroeder. We talked a lot about what the Lakers are gonna do moving forward. Talked a little bit about where Rajan Rondo could land, all sorts of things. And of course, the dates. Oh my gosh, Keith, I, I've got the energy drinks ready. This week is going to be yeah. nuts. And if today's any, any indication, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be glued to my desk here because it is going to be a lot of fun, but it's going to be super busy too. So everybody make sure you stay tuned because there's going to be a lot of NBA stuff going on this week. Uh, Keith, man, yep. this was awesome. Thanks for, uh, for doing this. And, uh, yeah, no, this is great. I, you know, I like doing the live. I yeah. like doing this live. I like getting the getting the the, the questions in there. I think, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, okay, the Knicks are going to get Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, and Lamelo Ball. Good sure. times. That, that'll be fun. Okay. Yeah, why not? You know, hey, fire up 2K, guys. That's because that's the only way that one's happening. Um, yeah, no, I, I like doing this live. I love when you guys come come in here and you come with all kinds of uh, questions and you know, all those things. Those are a lot of fun, um, you know, with us. So yeah, th- thank you guys for 
for jumping in here with us, you know, last minute like this. And it was a lot of fun. And, you know, yeah, man, it's this is this background around me here. This is where I'm going to be for um, <laughs> for uh, the foreseeable future, at least the next couple of weeks. I feel like, you know, I've got a recliner just off screen. That's probably where I'm going to grab my naps. We're going to be we're going to be locked in right here. All right, guys, appreciate all your questions and comments. Those of you coming in from YouTube, from Facebook, from Periscope. Thank you, guys. Again, it's going to be crazy. So make sure you stay tuned here and uh, and don't forget make sure you do subscribe to the lakers nation youtube channel if you guys want to follow keith you can find him over on twitter at keith smith nba and if you guys want to follow me you can find me at trevor underscore lane on twitter at trevor lane nba on instagram till next time everybody stay safe and see you